Tuesday, 25th of August, 2020. Welcome to Ellipsis. You are listening to episode 40 today with me, Ravneet. I am reading Eunice D'Souza today, another contemporary Indian poet only recently deceased. Born in Pune, she had strong ties to Mumbai as she lived and worked here most of her adult life. She taught at the Xavier's College, heading the department till her retirement, and wrote a regular column for Mumbai Mirror. I did not grow up here, and in the siloed university circles from the early 2000s, I barely heard of her in Delhi. It was only at the time of her passing in 2017 that I read several obituaries which had snippets of her work that I came to discover both she and her work. I still remember flipping the pages of Mint Lounge and finding this one particular obituary by Salil Tripathi. Uh, It had a photograph of hers with her pet parrot on her head, a cigarette dangling loose from her fingers. She in what looked like a kaftan with a smile of a life well lived on her lips as she stood in her kitchen. I will add a link in the show notes and you must check it out. For me, that picture that photo is Eunice D'Souza. It symbolizes everything she was but also what her poetry feels like. So I brought a dog home two and a half years back and I know I sound like a sappy pet parent but it is true that I have discovered dreams of love within me I did not know existed. We spent many afternoons together last year at home alone, just the two of us, and and I know we were complete and sated in those hours. He refused to leave my side as I sat on my desk working. Eventually, I'll slide down to the low couch before finding myself fully on the floor with his back curled up against my thigh. We watched the clouds go past our balcony. He snoozed. I thought life is beautiful, and that was that. Of course, friends of mine who are cat parents don't share the same sentiment. There is the cliched saying, a dog thinks you are God, but a cat thinks it is God. So this short poem from Eunice here about cats and what they teach you about love is witty and sharp advice for women. Listen in. Advice to women Keep cats if you want to learn to cope with the otherness of lovers. Otherness is not always neglect. Cats return to their litter trays when they need to. Don't cuss out of the window at their enemies. That stare of perpetual surprise in those great green eyes will teach you to die alone. Well, morbid, but only a tad. In everything that I have read from Eunice, she could not be bothered with lies. Her poems are droplets of transparent truth. You gulp them down, you put them away, they stay. They stare. Every time you ask, they tell the same truth. Another such poem is the one I am going to read today, Marriages Are Made. When I was 21, just graduating from engineering college, I had a younger cousin who was 19 or 20. We were close. Because of various reasons, including family pressures, she was to be married soon. 
I was hopping mad. I would creep to my mother and then to my aunt and keep asking why. I could not fathom what sort of family societal pressures were afoot to render a young girl's life, hopes, ambitions inconsequential. I was further enraged when I attended one of the first functions where the groom got so drunk that he got into a brawl. I was scared and sad for my cousin and I did not know what I could do to stop this from happening. I wish I had the courage and the agency then that I have now and if it meant running away with her to another city I may have done that too only to rescue her from what I thought was going to be a lifetime of misery. This poem by Eunice D'Souza Marriages are made is a poem she wrote for her cousin a pithy stark commentary on how marriages are solemnized in India as true for this goan portuguese girl from the 80s as it was for a young sikh girl in the delhi of 20 years ago now reading marriages are made marriages are made by yunus tsuza my cousin elena is to be married the formalities have been completed her family history examined for tb and madness her father declared solvent her eyes examined for squints her teeth for cavities her stools for the possible non brahmin worm she is not quite tall enough perhaps and not quite full enough certainly children will take care of that but her complexion it was decided would compensate being just about the right shade of rightness to do justice to francisco and noronha prabhu good son of mother church that was marriages are made by yunus tsuza i was reading from public sources on the internet both of these poems appear in several places What I love most about this poem is the title. It stops just short of what we are made to believe through generations that marriages are made in heaven. Of course the poem itself is making the obvious and all too painfully real point about everything a woman needs to have for her to be marriageable. It is easy to dismiss this as a commentary on a bygone time, but I have always said that anyone who sees it so continues to speak from a position of privilege till this stops being the reality of every last woman around you only have to talk to women across classes around you to know that for many it isn't yet until then marriages continue to be made until friday living in ellipses ravneet pawa mm-hmm.